Hey guys, this is Ray Peoples. I'm the campus pastor at New City Church in Merriam, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today, and special thanks in advance to those of you who give generously to New City. You're the ones that make this ministry possible. And to partner with New City, click the link in the description below. I hope this message inspires you to trust in and live like Jesus. And if it does, don't forget to subscribe, share it on social media, and send it to your friends. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning and welcome to New City Church Online. We are so glad that you are joining us this morning. My name is Ray. I'm one of the campus pastors here at New City. And uh, whether you are joining us uh, as a New City member or you're joining us from across the KC Metro, or even if you're joining us from another state, man, we are so glad that you are here and joining with us today. I would love for you in the comments below just to let us know you're here, let us know where you're from, right? If you're from one of the New City campuses, which one are you from? Uh, also, if you are from another state, man, that is so encouraging to us to continue to do exactly what we're doing here and continue to minister and share with you online, okay? So we want to hear from you, and we want to know that you're here. Uh, this morning, we're going to continue walking in a series that we started last week, and this series uh, we are calling Listen, all right? And the idea behind it is in Mark chapter 4, Jesus makes a statement, and he makes it several times in the context of chapter 4, and he says this. He says, anyone who has ears should listen, right? Now, I don't know about you, but I and we, I believe, have ears, right? And so for us, we today can even listen to the words that Jesus was saying even back then for us to take and apply to our lives today, all right? And so as he's speaking and as he's going to be walking with his disciples in these next couple chapters and verses, he's going to be speaking in a way that are called parables. And the idea behind the parable, as we're going to find out, is kind of a dividing line, if you will, between those who are ready to receive the word and those who aren't quite ready. And so Jesus has already given this parable of the four soils, and he has shared kind of how the word of God is going to receive or be received on someone's heart. And now he's moving into a place that he's going to begin to share in Mark chapter 4, verse 21, a little bit more about kind of what God is going to do and how God is going to move and how the kingdom that he's been talking about with his disciples is going to grow. And so he begins here in Mark chapter 4, verse 21. And as he begins, he starts talking about a light or a lamp, all right? And so if you will, join me and we'll read through Mark chapter 4, verse 21. Here we go. He, he said to them, Is a lamp brought to be put in, put under a basket or under a bed? Isn't it to be put on a lampstand? For nothing is concealed except to be revealed and nothing hidden except to come to light. And if anyone has ears to hear, he should listen. Then he said to them, Pay attention to what you hear. By the measure you use it, it will be measured and added to you. For to the one who has, it will be given. And from the one who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Now, you may hear that and go, man, that sounds a little bit like a riddle or a kind of a tongue twister, if you will, right? But that's the format of a parable. As Mark would write just before this, the idea of a parable is for Jesus to share this message in a storytelling type way, but then it's going to land in a different way on each of the person's hearts and minds that hear it. Those that are ready to receive it will fully understand it, and those who don't might have a hardened heart towards the Lord or towards Jesus 
and what he's about to share. Now, in his parable of the four soils, Jesus has again shared, this is how the word's going to be received, right? We're going to scatter the seed and this is how the hearts are then going to accept it. But now he's moving into this message of kind of the works of God, right? What his ministry is going to look like in these next couple years. So what is God about to do? Well, here's what we see in these parables and in this conversation. The first one here in this parable of the light, he's talking about the revealing of the truth, revealing of Jesus Christ as the Son of God. Then in verse 26, he starts talking about a parable of a growing seed. And really, he's talking about the kingdom and how the kingdom is mysteriously going to grow by the things that God is doing that we may not even see. And then in verse 30, he kind of concludes with this talk about the results of the kingdom growth, right? The power of the kingdom and how great the kingdom is going to be. Now, as we begin, let's start and go back to verse 21 here as we look at this parable of the light, okay? The light is going to be Jesus, the lamp. When he refers to the lamp, guess what? That is Jesus. And, and what he's saying here is God the Father has chosen now to reveal me as the Son of God, or as the light of the world. Now, Luke in his gospel, I love how he puts it. He says this, Who would light a lamp and then cover it with a basket? No, you put it in the middle of the room for all to see. You see, that's what Jesus is sharing here. I am going to be here for all to see, for all to experience. So ultimately, here's what Jesus is saying. My time has come for all to see who I truly am. Why would I remain hidden any longer? Now, Jesus, in using this example of a lamp, he's really talking right into a language and a, and a story that the guys he's talking to or the people he's talking to would fully understand. Because each and every night, they would walk into their home, walk over to an oil lamp and light that lamp. But typically, that lamp would go in the middle of the room, right? It wouldn't go over in a corner or tucked away somewhere. No, it was in the middle of the room to cast and to share the most light as possible. And then that light would stretch and reach into every corner of the room. So, as he's sharing this parable, and as he's talking about the light, here are three things that I believe we see from Jesus in this story. And what he's sharing with his disciples and what he really wants them to hear, right? He wants them to listen so that they will then hear it and that they will fully understand it. But also, I hope for us today, these three points will come to life for us as well in the things that we need to know and understand about Jesus and who he is. All right? Are you ready? Here you go. For those of you who are taking notes, here's the first one, okay? Jesus is the source of true light. Notice I didn't just say light, right? He is the source of true light. Jesus would say in the Gospel of John chapter 12, I have come as a light to the world so that everyone who believes in me would not remain in darkness. So we break that down for a minute. Look, light is Jesus. Jesus is good, right? He is righteous. But if we are remaining in darkness, if we're not in light, then where are we? Well, we're ultimately in the bad. We're in evil, right? But he is the light and he has come so that we don't remain where? So that we don't remain in the darkness. So that we don't remain as 
evil, if you will. Now, here's the other piece. When he's talking about this light being the source and this light being in the middle of the room, all the other lights in the room were secondary, right? They were secondary to the main source light. And he's saying, look, here, all other lights, if you will, are going to be secondary to me. I am the main source, right? And the main source was essential, like the house depended on it for the house to be then lit. So Jesus is saying, look, I am the light. I'm the source. Everything else is going to be secondary. So here's the piece that I want us to see this morning is this. So if Jesus is the main source, look, this applies to all areas of his life. Not just him being the source of light, but really him being the source of anything in our lives, being the source of truth, being the source of hope, being the source of joy, being the source of peace, and even that light in our life, bringing us out of darkness. You see, he's the source in all areas. And if he can't be the source in one area, but not be the source in another, and all other lights will be weighed against him. All right. Now, I want you to think for a moment how we ourselves begin to create truth. If he's the source of truth, how do we begin to create truth? Well, we create our own truth through experience. Uh, we create our own truth through our own personal revelation or intuition, right? We can kind of build and create our own truth. But when we weigh it against the truth of Jesus and who he is, the truth of his word, we often find that our truth is just a mere little flicker compared to the brightness of who he is, right? Because he is the main source. He becomes ultimately the standard that all other lights are weighed up against. Now, he's often referred to as the king of kings. In this moment here, I want you to think of him as the light of lights, right? He is the, the champion of lights. He is the main source. Now, this next piece and kind of my second point here is this. Look, he says in the scriptures, is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed? It isn't it to be put on a lampstand. You see, a light is most effective when it's revealing itself to the whole room. But the second part of that is this. Jesus has no intention to remain hidden, right? He's not going to stay under that basket. His intention with the kingdom and his message that he wants to share is for all to see and experience. Look here, verse 22, for nothing is concealed except to be revealed and nothing hidden except to come to light. You see, Jesus's teachings weren't just for his inner circle. And like, in fact, he had just shared that in the parable of the four soils. Look, we're going to go and we're going to spread some seed. We're going to spread some seed to all people. And it'll land in different ways, but we're going to share that to all people. He doesn't want to remain hidden. He will be revealed. In fact, his inner circle in a, in a few short chapters is going to be the ones that he sends out to go then and be the light right? To be the seed uh, scatterers, if you will. He's the one that he's calling them out. He no longer wants to remain hidden. Now, think about for a moment us as believers in Jesus, right? If you're a follower of Jesus, what are you called to do? Well, you're called in scripture to be the salt to the earth, but also you're called to be the light, 
You see, it's now on us to be the light that people see that reveals and shares and shows Jesus Christ and who he is. Now, here's the other piece of that, that Jesus doesn't like to remain hidden. Jesus will constantly reveal himself to us, right? He will constantly reveal himself to us. Us. And here's something that may be kind of hard to chew on this morning, but Jesus may have something even hidden from you today that you're not quite ready for. But when he reveals it to you, guess what's going to come from that? Growth in your life. Growth is going to come from what he is going to then reveal to you. And it's a constant process of him revealing more and more in your life as you get closer to the source of light right? You draw closer into the light, more things then are revealed, whether it be good or whether it be bad. Now, here's the other piece. You're going to grow in that revelation and what he's showing you, right? And you may be right in the middle of a growth point right now in your life. These past couple months may have provided an opportunity for the Lord to reveal something to you in your life that either you need to grow in or maybe you need to get rid of, right? But there is a growth point when Jesus reveals himself to us, right? And that's okay for us because what he's doing is he's shaping and fashioning you to be more like him. And so what a powerful thing that is, right? That Jesus has no intention to remain hidden. And even in the crazy months we've had, or maybe even have ahead, look here, Jesus has no intention to remain hidden. Even in the things that are going on right now in our world and in our uh, America, if you will, he will not remain hidden. He wants to reveal himself to us, and even to you personally. Now, the third point is this. Look here, Jesus brings all things into the light, right? He brings in the good and he brings in the bad. He brings in both his love and his kingdom, but he also exposes and shows sin and evil in our lives. You see, here's the thing. Evil tends to love and lurk in darkness, doesn't it? Like the helpmates of evil prefer to work in the darkest hours or the darkest hours of, of your life, the darkest moments of your life. That's where evil desires to work. But Jesus is saying, look, nothing is hidden that comes into the light. So here's the piece that I want you to see. Look here. The closer you get to the light, yes, more things are exposed. In fact, the light will expose it all, right? It's going to expose the good, the bad, and the ugly. Jesus will expose the good, the righteousness in your life, but he's also going to expose the bad, the sin that's going on in your life. And that's where a lot of people get into kind of a, a tension with Jesus because you're showing me these things that I maybe need to grow in. But yes, there's positive to the other side of that. He wants you to grow in such a way that you begin to remove some of those things from your life and you then grow more and more as a light and an example for him. So take, for example, uh, a room that's kind of, you walk in and you flip on the light and it looks maybe a little dusty, right? But then you go around and you turn on a flashlight or more lights, guess what happens? 
more dust and more cobwebs and all those different things begin to be exposed. But what does that allow you to do? What allows you to see those things? And it allows you then to remove them from the room so that they're no longer contaminating it, if you will. They're no longer a part of the room. The room has now been cleaned. It's been cleansed. And that's what he wants to do with your life. He wants to bring some things to light so that you then can grow in your Christ lightness, right? So here's where it gets good, though, is this. Look here. When we allow Jesus into our lives, okay, he becomes the source of all things. He then reveals himself to us more and more, right? Because remember, he doesn't remain hidden. And then in that revelation, we then grow to be more like him. And the light that's exposing things and shining more and more and showing us more and more that we then can repent and turn from these things. Not by our power, but through the power of Jesus Christ and who he is. That is the hope of Jesus. And that's the hope of him being the one true light. He is also bringing truth to what your light is. Now, uh, here's, here's the funny thing, okay, is this, is that we can move away from the things of the flesh and we can turn then to the things of Jesus. Now, as he continues in the scripture, he says this. He says, pay attention to what you hear, right? Listen. Listen to what you hear. By this measure you use, it will be measured and added to you. For to the one who has, it will be given. And from the one who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. That sounds really familiar to another parable that Jesus will share later, the parable of the talents. How do you handle the things that have been given to you? But in short, here's what he's saying. He's telling his disciples, ultimately, the one who has learned spiritual truths and applied it diligently is going to receive more truth to apply. You see, he's constantly revealing himself to us, right? And you can't fully grasp it all. You won't fully grasp uh, everything about God and Jesus and who he is. But let's take, a, take the study of his word for a moment, right? When we're studying his word, as we dive into it and we're trusting that he is the source, he then begins to reveal himself to us. And then he brings that truth into our lives and he begins to light things up, if you will. But when his word is ignored or his truth is ignored, look what happens. Truth then tends to drain away. It begins to drain out of our lives, and then we begin to believe the lies of the evil one, right? The lies like, you're not good enough. You're a nobody. You have no value. What can you add? You're a rotten, dirty sinner. All of those things begin to creep into our lives and take over. So what happens? Truth is loss, and we begin believing those lies. But Jesus says, no. I am more than that. I am the main source. I am the truth. So as we move into kind of this conclusion here this morning, here's a couple of questions that I want to ask you, all right? The first one is this. What is God revealing to you today? Right In this moment, as you've listened and heard what the Scripture is saying here and Jesus saying, I am the light, right? I am the source. What is he revealing to you? Or what is he shining some light on in your life today? 
Uh, maybe he's revealing to you that you need to begin a relationship with him. Or maybe he's revealing a, a step of obedience that you need to take. Uh, in fact, maybe even take it today, right? Whether that be uh, forgiving someone or baptism or something along those lines that he's asking you to make that step. Or maybe he's revealing to you a, a sin in your life that's holding you up from moving into deeper relationship with him. I want to challenge you today to cast that before him and ask for forgiveness. Lord, I ask for forgiveness with the sin in my life and I want to move closer to you today. Help me to repent and turn away from it. Man, uh, this could be a, a groundbreaking moment for you here in the next few minutes. If you allow him to truly shine a light into your life and see those things that need to be exposed. He may be revealing some cobwebs in the corner that you need to take a broom to and begin to remove so that you can then become and be more like Christ. But here's the best part. Are you ready? He is ready. He is willing and he is able to take that thing in the dark corner of your life and begin to chip away at it and begin to remove it so that you then can draw closer to him. And here's the thing, he has seen it all, right? Like you're not going to surprise him by going, oh, I don't know, that's in a deep, dark corner. I'm not sure he's going to see it. But when it's brought into the light, guess what? He's ready for it. And he's ready to be your source. He's ready to reveal more to you. And he's ready to make an impact in your life. The question's going to be, are you going to allow him to be that light in your life?